Hey, it's your Dead to Me podcast, and I'm Fraser Ruddick, and holy shit, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Woo! Months! Months! Like, maybe over two months now, which is kind of insane, considering this show was originally, like, you know, a strictly, like, weekly show. I would I would go to great lengths to make sure no episode was ever missed, and then, kind of out of nowhere, I've just vanished, haven't I? Like, no episode and no explanation and there's a good reason for that and that's why I'm here today and I'm alone to tell you guys what actually um, went down and it's not great unfortunately it's not it's not a great story but hey still still a comedy podcast still a comedy podcast still doing the comedy um, so before I get into that though um, just maybe a little bit of positive news in that the film was shot back in July I think it was unroadworthy one best comedy short at the Madras Film Festival and also Best Actor for Adrian Glenn, who was one of our leads, which is awesome and great to get some sort of recognition. Being called the best is always the best. And also huge congratulations to Adrian as well, because I don't know, being able to like direct him and then him to like get that sort of award kind of means a lot to me. And he was great to work with. So um, so anyway, that's that's the positivity. Uh, how are you? How are you? How are you guys? How are you? How are you? Let, let me know how you're feeling. How are you doing? Are you well? Are you well? Okay, so let's let's get into what went down, and it's not great. So, my cat Stanley has passed away, unfortunately, and uh, I know the co-hosts always loved to give him pets, and I've actually not told any of them about this yet. So they're fine, probably finding it out when they listen to this, if they do listen to the show, that is. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, so that pretty much destroyed my soul, um, which is kind of weird because I I kind of understand now, like when people have pets that die, like I always just like, ah, you know, it's a pet, who gives a shit? And now I sort of understand it. And even more so, like I feel like I was in such a worse state from my cat dying in comparison to when humans have died. And that blew my fucking mind. Like, my father died uh, a year or so ago, and, like, two days later, I'm on here doing a podcast episode, and the co-host is like, what are you out of your fucking mind? Like, take a week off. And I'm like, no, 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 got to keep it rolling, got to keep it rolling. And I guess this show has always been really uh, therapeutic for me. Um, but when Stanley passed away, the cat, uh, I, 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 you know, was in a really, really bad, uh, place with that. And I think, you know, I, I didn't really understand it at first. And I, and, and I think the, um, the, the, the reason is like the, it's a different connection in that I have the responsibility of keeping him alive. Fuck that right up. Didn't I? Uh, and also like, you don't really know what's going on in their head. So there's a lot of guilt and the shit I'm going to tell you about, like what went down in the vet of, of them not doing a good job as well. So, you know, it's, it's always that, like, what more could have I done? And I guess maybe if you're, I don't know, if you're a, a bit closer to a human dying as well, like. No, actually, fuck that. That's the doctors. It's up to the doctors, really, because a human can tell the doctors and say, like, "Hey, a uh, little bit of a, a, a pain in the chest here. Why don't we, uh, why don't we check that out?" Whereas with a pet, 
well, you know, they're always like, I don't know, I don't fucking know. Um, so anyway, but the thing is, I mean, the he only died, ugh, I don't know, like a, a month ago, I think. The, the problem was that prior to that, the it was the journey of him getting sick and it was fucking frustrating and horrible and I didn't sleep for a month just dealing with all this shit. It was so fucking crazy. And that's why I stopped doing the show because I wasn't sleeping. I'm constantly dealing with, with, with a sick cat. I had to like, I couldn't take work. I had to be like, I've literally got to sit next to a cat and ensure that he doesn't die. Um, and ultimately, yeah, well, what was that all, all for? And the problem was that the vets fucking suck. They fucking suck. And so originally I had taken him into the vet like uh, maybe a couple of months before all this shit went down. And the reason was um, it just came on suddenly like he was having trouble breathing. And so um, I think I talked about this briefly on the on the podcast uh, right before we uh, went on the break. And... Um, and I remember, like, when that happened, um, I, I called up the vet and I go, hey, my cat's struggling here. Like, you know, I've got to bring him in. I'm really worried. And they're like, bring him in at three. And I'm looking at my watch. And it's like, it's like nine in the morning. Are you three? Are you sure? And they're like, yeah, yep. That's our first opening. And you're like, okay, it feels like this should be an emergency. But surely the vet receptionist should know, right? Uh, so then when I get him, finally take him in at three, uh, they're like, what are you out of your fucking mind? Like, why didn't you bring him straight in? If this ever happens, like you don't do that. And I go, your receptionist told me to wait till three. I said, Hey, I think it's an emergency situation. And they're like, no. Nah. And they go, okay, we'll, uh, we'll tell them, we'll tell them in future. Like, no, you gotta, you gotta tell them to bring, bring the pets straight in. If they're, uh, look like they're on the verge of death. Um, so with that, I mean, they, they did an ultrasound and, they, I think they said there was like a shadow in the, in the lungs and there, but uh, they're like, well, the ultrasounds are only black and white. So, well, I don't know, like there's only so much we can, we, we can tell you from a black and white photo. Um, get a color one. Like, surely that technology would exist, right? If it's, I don't know how an ultrasound works, but surely it's just a matter of like, you know, taking photos inside your pet. Why, why, why have they not upgraded that to color yet? Or am I just going to some sort of surplus vet that just don't have the budget for like new age equipment or something? It's like security cameras. So often I see security footage and it's all like that real jolty, you know, there's every, every couple of seconds, there's a, there's a frame and we have cameras on our phones now. Like, there are cameras fucking everywhere, yet so much security footage is like, like, looked like it was from cameras from the 80s. And I, I'm sure I could do a quick Google and I could find some pretty fucking cheap security cameras on eBay. Upgrade that shit. Like, it's important. It's important to find out who's breaking into your business and it's important to find out what's breaking into your cat. So... Anyway, so their solution to that was like, well, we don't fucking know. So here's, uh, 
some antibiotics, give him those, and uh, we've we've you know given him an injection of it as well, and see how he goes. And then so we got to go home and you know do the whole thing of trying to shove them in his mouth, which is horrible. And then um, uh, he seemed to get better. He seemed he seemed kind of okay. So, but then. Two months later, uh, he starts not eating, and I'm like, all right, this is fucked. And so I call up the vet, and I go, hey, got a problem with the cat here. Uh, got to bring him in. You know, don't <laughs> don't tick me around this time. Um, like, can I bring him in now? And they said yes, so they, they had learned, which was great. So I go up to the vet, and then I open the door to enter, and I walk in, and then this bolt falls off the door and just ching, ching, ching on the ground. And I do a courtesy look back, you know, the whole look. And um, and so, yeah, Bolt had just fallen out of the door. But I'm like, well, what, what can I do? I'm not going to bend over and, like, try and jam it back in the door. That would be ridiculous. So I just pretend it didn't happen. I go to the reception. I check in. They say, all right, go sit down. Someone will come to get you soon. And then I, I forget about the door. But then I'm sitting in the chair that's right next to the door. And uh, as another a customer is leaving the doors jammed and they can't open it and then it hits me i'm like oh fuck that that was me i i forgot i broke the door why did i choose this seat out of every seat that i could have chosen i chose the one right next to the scene of the crime anyway so then the receptionist comes over they're all struggling with the door i'm like just playing dumb not even looking at him just like i'm waiting for somebody to be like it was him when he entered it was him he broke the door all i did was walk in the fucking door so anyway they they managed to squeeze the guy out through a small gap in the door after it finally opens a bit so i take the so the vet comes out it's this young guy i'd never seen him before and i'm like hey you know like let's you know, can you, can you check him? Like he's, you know, he had some previous issues with his lungs. I'm going to say it's probably not related to that. And he's like, oh, he might just have something wrong with his stomach. And I go, well, he might check the lungs just because we already know that was an issue. Just, you know, check the lungs. And he's like, yeah, okay. So, um, I'll give you a call. So I go to leave and then I get caught with the door, the door. Cause I, I forget again. I forget. I forgot. I always forget my crimes. I forgot, and I go, I go to open the door, and the door's jammed. And then the receptionist's like, ah, oh, oh, yeah, the door's broken. Uh, yeah, we had to, like, try and lock it. And, uh, and then she has to, like, ease me out, like, opening the door. And So I go home, and I wait for the call, and then the, the, the vet calls. He's like this young kid. He's like the Doogie Howser of vets. And so he's like, oh, hello, sir. Um, yeah, so... I couldn't, uh, I couldn't check him. I couldn't do a blood test because he's too, he's too squirmy. He's too squirmy. And, you know, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't check him. So, um, I'm going to give him some pills for his stomach. And, and I go, well, what do you mean? Like, you, you couldn't check him. He's like, yeah, it's just, it's just too difficult. I'm thinking, all right, so surely a vet should have like a solution. Like you could sedate him. You could, uh, I don't know, get somebody else to help you or just stop being a fucking wimp, hold him properly and just do it. Like there's, there's gotta be options here. You can't just shrug your shoulders and be like, ah, well, you know, it was difficult. It was difficult. It's not like a human, like a human that's going to be screaming racial slurs in your face and throwing fucking drips at you and shit. Like a cat is literally just going to squirm. 
Anyway, so I, so I, I go, all right, I'm going to come up and I'm going to talk to you. So I go, go out there and he's like, yeah, all right. So, you know, here's some pills. Here's some pills for his stomach. And I go, you know, I don't, I don't, I really don't, I can try these, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's going to be his stomach. And he's like, oh, I, I'm pretty sure it is. You know, I'm sorry. I couldn't, couldn't check the, the blood work, but you know how it is. And I'm like, no, I don't know how it is. I don't have a fucking clue how it is. You tell me how it is, because it seems like you're about to charge me $200, and you haven't done jack shit. So, I go out, uh, pay the bill, I'm like, ah, I know it's not his stomach, and then I start, so I go home, and then we start giving him the pills, he's not getting any better, and of course, days later, he's still not eating, so I call up the vet, I go, hey, your kid sucks, He's wasted my time. He's wasted my money. He's wasted some life of the cat, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring him up. You know, get me a, get me a real vet who can probably check him. They're like, all right, bring him up. So I go up to the vet, and then I get to the door, and this is days later, and the door's all like blocked off with, with like tape all over it, and saying, uh, saying, no entry. Go use back door. All I did was enter that door and now like almost a week later it's all blocked off it's a huge fucking issue but it was all me it was all me so anyway so i go in around the back door and uh i don't get to see a vet they're just the nurse i think takes them and they're like uh don't you worry and i go listen you know i'm pissed off because this kid has claimed it's a stomach check those fucking lungs i'm telling you check the lungs this is what the issue was I'm, I'm wasting money. I'm very upset right now. Just, just check. Like we know, like look at the history, anything just, and don't let that kid anywhere near him. And so they say, all right. So I go home, the vet calls me and it's a different lady. Now, every single time I go to this place, it's a different vet. It's crazy. So she goes, all right, so we want to give him, there's still some noise in his lungs. So we want to give him another ultrasound. I'm like, all right, I, I'm, but I know that you're not really going to be able to draw much from that because previously you would, the other vet had said like, well, you know, there's, there's a shadow. Don't know what the fuck that is. Could be a ghost. Could be from all the smoking. Could be anything. I don't fucking know. And she goes, well, we should do it just to see if it's still the same problem. And ultrasounds aren't cheap as well, unfortunately. And so I'm like, all right, take my money, take my soul, take everything. And so then they um, call me later on and they go, hey, all right, so your vet's gone, but we've got another vet here and they want you to come in and talk to them. And that's never a good sign. So I'm like, all right, so I head back up there. Oh yeah, that's right. The door's still broken. Through the back door, and I go in, and then they get out the vet, and it's it's a mumbler. It's this old dude, and I couldn't understand a freaking word he was saying. He's just started mumbling, and he was saying stuff like cancer. I'm like, what? He has cancer and stuff, but he was like listing off things, and I was only getting little little bits bits and pieces of what he was saying and he was also because he was wearing like a, a face mask as well 
couldn't couldn't read the lips. Not that I can do that very well anyway, but I'm, I'm clutching at straws here. I need something. I need some way to be able to, like, understand what he's saying. I'm like, all right. So he takes me in to the back area, which was kind of like, you know, going into Willy Wonka's factory, except it sucked. Um, and I go, I go in the back and he, he puts up the, the photo of the ultrasound from months ago and the new photo and he compares them and he's like, yeah, if you see this and that, and I'm like, yep, oh, yeah, yeah, this makes a lot of sense to me. Made no fucking sense whatsoever because I'm not a vet. I don't need to know these things. I need you to explain them to me in English, preferably in English. And so he goes, all right, all right. Uh, you should, you need to go to a specialist. I'm like, all right, cool. So again, you can't tell me anything, can you? And he's like, no, nope, just a shadow. Great. So they call up the specialist and, uh, and then the receptionist is on the phone with them for a hell of a lot longer than they needed to be. And it seemed the, the reception at the specialist was super confused. Literally... All they were saying was, we've got a cat, lung problems, needs to see a specialist, ASAP, can you get us in? They're all like, um, um, oh, we don't know, um, oh, where, where are you calling from? And they said like, oh, apparently like that's the after hours service and that's why they were all clueless and stuff. But it's like, well, isn't the whole purpose of having an after hours service to take bookings when your regular staff isn't there, you can't just be like, we don't know because the, the, the regular staff isn't here. So you might want to call back when they come in in the morning. I don't know, it, it, it would, it, would that suit you? It's like, no, no, like your, what, what is your job then? What is your job? Like, what are you doing that an answering machine can't do? So anyway, so they go, all right, so we'll leave a note and hopefully the specialist will call you in the morning. And so we go home and we're worried at this point, really, really worried, but at least it's on the right track. You know, I'm, I'm going to take him to somebody who, uh, well, what I thought would know something. And, but then also financially, like I'm already thousands in at this point and going to a specialist, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be killer. It's going to be killer, but you know, you got to do what you got to do because there's no other option. You can't just shrug your shoulders and be like, well, can't afford that, so we'll just leave him. What, what's what's our other options here? Nothing. Um, so next morning, uh, surprisingly, the um, specialist did call and said, "Bring him in right now." And I'm like, "I'm I'm literally on my fucking way. I'm not even putting on pants." And he says, "Put on pants." And I said, "Okay, okay." So I put on my pants and I shoot out there and I take the cat down. Now, when I get to the specialist. They've got all these signs up there. There's all these people just sort of hanging out the front. And they've got all these signs saying like, no admittance due to COVID. Please call this number upon arrival. So I call the number and they're like, okay, yep, we'll come, we'll come out to get you. And I'm thinking, you know, surely like they're going to take me and the cat in. Nah. A receptionist comes out and takes the cat and they go, oh, yeah, they'll like go get a coffee uh, across the road. They'll, they'll, they'll give you a call soon. And I'm like, okay, so go get a coffee. An hour passes. An hour just sitting there being like, all right, there's no communication at this point. Like keep, I guess we keep waiting. 
And then the specialist calls and says, hey, look, you know, we are like, I need to do these tests. There's huge risks in these tests. So I need your consent to do it. It's also going to be $2,000. Well, what can you do? All right, you got to do it. And I go, all right. So at this point, should I go home? Because we're still here. And he's like, what? Be out of your mind? Yes, go home. And I'm like, well, your receptionist told me to go get a coffee. Fucking hell. Anyway, so we go home. And then we wait. And, you know, very stressful day. You know, they've already said there's a risk. He might not make it out of surgery. And he, oh, oh, what the specialist said was, I'll give you a call an hour after the procedure. And my assumption was that he would have gone straight in for the procedure, but I didn't really know. So then this is, this is first thing in the morning as well. So then I go, we go home and waiting, waiting. And, you know, there's like no, no call, nothing. Checking my phone. Can't really enjoy my day. Don't really know what's going to happen. And then it starts getting late. And it gets to 6 p.m. And at this point, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is bad. Like, you know, has he died and they just haven't told us? What's 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 going down? Like, is this is this big or is this good? And then I look online and it says they close at 6. So I'm like, all right, this is fucked. So I call him and I go, hey, um, yeah, I dropped my cat off this morning. He went in for a procedure. Uh, I was told I'd hear back an hour after that. I've heard nothing. What's going on? Like, I need to know where's my cat. And they go, oh, the, the vets have all gone home. We don't know. Well, they haven't called me. Like, there's got to be somebody there. Like, you've got my pet. Like, I need some information here. Give me my fucking cat back. And they go, all right, hold on. And they connect me through to an intern. And now the intern was probably the best person I dealt with at this entire place. And she goes... Oh, she goes, oh, hi, yeah, sorry, it's been a busy day. And I go, yeah, I'm freaking out because there was no communication about this being some sort of overnight stay or something like that. Like, there was nothing. Like, I've heard nothing. Like, we're sitting here. I want to start drinking. I want to have some dinner. But, you know, I'm basically ready to go. I don't think I took my shoes off all day. And she goes, all right, look, he's looking pretty good. But, um, you know, came out of the surgery, okay? It's like, all right, shit, you should have told me fucking hours ago. And she goes, um, I, th- I think we should probably keep him overnight it's like all right so had i have not called you would have just kept him like don't you think this sort of shit needs to be communicated so i go all right cool oh boy that's gonna be pricey and i they go all right we'll we'll call you in the morning and so uh you know then i'll crack open a few drinks it's a bit weird you know him not being here him just being in some place and especially because the communication wasn't that great and so the next morning I get a text. They're like, yep, he made it through the night. And I'm like, was that a concern that he wasn't going to make it through the night? All I was told about was the surgery that he might not make it through. As far as I was aware, he was ship shape after that. Now you're telling me he made it through the night. Anyway, they go, look, and the text says, come pick him up at midday. So I go out there, uh, pick him up, and, they, and I speak to the intern. And she says, well, we need to get the test results back before we know anything. They'll either be tomorrow, which was a Saturday, or the or Monday morning. Definitely not not on a Sunday. So I'm like, all right, guaranteed that'll be Monday morning then. So then I wait. Nothing comes through the next day. I'm like, all right, the cat's not well. He's not well. He's at home, and I'm I'm a bit like, ah, I really need these test results. Monday, don't hear anything. So I call up, 
and they go, oh yeah, um, yeah, we'll leave a we'll leave a message for the for the specialist. I'm like, all right. So I wait around till the, the afternoon. I don't get a call back. I call again. Hey, what's going on? They go, oh, we'll leave a, another message. I don't hear anything on the Monday, and I'm supposed to have the t- test results at this point. At this point, the cat is sick. It gets to Tuesday, Tuesday, and I'm freaking the fuck out. I call and I say, hey, hey, you said a guy was going to call me. He never called. What the fuck? Let me talk to the specialist. And they're like, all right, yeah, he's just doing his rounds now. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll give you a call back. I'm like, yeah, but you keep saying this. All right, straight after his rounds. Of course, I hear nothing. I call like 10 times this day. And now I finally get a call back. This other guy calls me and he says, hey, look, I don't know anything about your case, but you know, you, I, I see you've got a lot of angry messages here. And I'm like, yes, like, this is crazy. They said the guy was like, like gonna do his rounds. I don't know what's going on. And they're like, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't work Tuesdays. Like they literally said he was here and doing his rounds. And he goes, he has not worked Tuesdays in 20 years. <sighs> so he says, oh, okay, so here's your test results. And he says all this stuff, and I go, right, that means nothing to me. Like, you gotta, you gotta explain this in, in normal, like, human terms. Don't just give me the, the vet stuff. And he's like, well, there's basically nothing. Like, we, we, don't, we don't know anything. Like, okay, so what now? That's right, they said they were still waiting. They were, they were waiting on one more test result. So I said, look, we need some sort of treatment right now. And he says, all right, we'll get you some antibiotics. So I go down there and I get, pick up some antibiotics and then start going through that process of giving it to him. The next day I get a call from the specialist and he just starts talking to me as if none of that shit about, none of the messages ever happened, none of the other dude. He just starts telling me the test results and like everything that the other guy said. I'm like, okay. Uh, so anyway, so I'm like, yep, all right. Got, I, I went down. I, you know, I, was, I couldn't get in contact with you, so I got the antibiotics, and did that even that didn't flag something for him. So I goes, all right, let's wait for these other results. Start giving him the antibiotics. He's not changing. He's not good. I start calling again. I leave like 20 messages. I never hear from this specialist. I never get get the fucking re- results. So I end up calling up my original vet and I go, hey, look, you got to help me out here. I got a sick cat. I, the specialist won't take my calls. Like I'm in trouble here. Like just help me. I need somebody with some sort of vet training that can help me because I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy with a sick cat and I'm like, I'm, I'm freaking out. They go, all right, bring him in. And so they take him in and they just put him on fluids and, uh, you know, tried to get him to eat, which was sort of the big thing at that point. And so they, they say they're going to keep him there overnight, but he's not going to be monitored, which was a little bit scary. But then the next morning they call, call me and say, oh yeah, he's all good, ship shape. And they go, well, he's eaten, so he's fixed as far as we're concerned. I'm like, okay, so I take him home. He's not good. He's, he's still not good. And so, oh boy, I can't, what even happened from this point on? I think... I oh, I know what it was. When he was back with that vet, the specialist ended up calling me. And I and I go, "Hey, look, we're done. We're through. I've you I, you weren't returning my calls. Like, I was in a state. I've taken him back to the vet, so I'm just going to deal with them there." And he's like, "All right, I think he should be on an asthma inhaler." It's like, "Well, okay, why didn't you say that to begin with?" 
And he goes, I'll call your vet. And I'm like, ah, don't, just, just don't, just don't. So when I was there picking the cat up, I heard reception get a call from the specialist. When I got to see the vet, they're like, ah, oh, this fucking specialist guy just, just called me. And I'm like, yeah, I know, like, whatever. And they're like, oh, well, you know, do you want to put him on this inhaler? And I said, yeah, anything. So now I'm having to give this, uh, this cat an asthma inhaler that he was actually really good with. Considering that the vet's whole thing was like, oh, we can't really test him because uh, he's, he's too squirmy. And I was fine giving him an asthma inhaler. Um, cramming antibiotics down the throat was another thing. Uh, but, so anyway, so I take him home and I start him on the treatment of the, um, of, of the inhaler. And, but nothing's improving fast. And I, I do a bit of Googling. And I'm finding out more information ever than ever that the that the vet gave me and so the big one was that it it's apparently takes like 14 days for this inhaler to start working anyway which is like it's it's critical at this point so i call up the vet and i say hey um i've just googled which is probably the biggest insult you could ever say to somebody in the medical profession to be like hey i googled this what do you think and and but she goes yeah that's true yeah, just just keep keep trying to get him to eat and like you know there was a lot of focus on like you know get him some smelly stuff and I'm like I've fucking tried everything to get him eat anyway so a couple of days pass he's not he's uh, inhalers inhalers not work not working very well I call the vet and I go hey look you know I'm time's critical now I know we're waiting this 14 days we don't have 14 days um, I you know can I sp- can I speak to a vet? That's right. I was speaking to a reception and I said, can I speak to a vet? And they go, nah, you got to bring him in. And I'm like, ah, fine. You just want my money. You just want my money, don't you? So, uh, so then they go, bring him in in the afternoon so you can actually speak to the vet. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm waiting and then I get a phone call from the vet and they go, hey, we noticed you got a booking here. And I go, yeah, I, I just wanted to talk to you, but the, um, receptionist said said I had to bring him in so you could check him and they said okay so at this point we don't have a fucking clue uh you could spend thousands and thousands and we could check him for anything and we just don't know and this was like the first point like where I was just like so you're just saying now that there's nothing nothing that you guys can do you're just completely tearing away responsibility and they go and Kind of at the end of the conversation, it was like, yep, yeah, well, that's it. So, nice. I guess this is my fucking problem now. Specialist isn't going to help. You're not going to help. And then, so I, I guess I just waited at home and hoped that the, um, the asthma inhaler would start working within that 14 days. And I was doing everything to try and get him to eat. And this, this is why, like, my life was in fucking tatters because it was just this struggle all day trying to do all this crazy shit and it was yeah it was really really fucking horrendous and so then it get it gets to a point i'm like i can't look the vet the vet doesn't want to help us the specialist doesn't want to help us he's in a really bad stage we need to make the decision to put him down so i call the vet and i say um hey look i think i've made the decision to have him put down. Now, the entire time I was waiting for a vet to, to say like, hey, you know, he's not going to have a good quality of life. We don't fucking know. How about we just put him down? I found out later 
just from somebody they go they not a vet that they don't vets don't actually tell you that they won't do it whereas i was all i was like yeah just say the word say the word vet let me know you know you know shall we shall we end this right here and now like but apparently they don't want to be responsible for that even though they are the ones doing it so anyway they say all right so yeah, um, this is the procedure. This is what happens. We'll email you the prices, etc., and the options. Uh, let's book it in for tomorrow morning. You know, spend the day, spend the night with him, which would have been nice. But um, and I won't get into the details about what happened. But he didn't make it through the night. It was the most horrific fucking night, and it ended up with um, us having to rush him to emergency to basically say put him down on the spot like right now right now he's suffering and um and that emergency was the specialist office so they got me in the end those motherfuckers and even like you know i'm crying and like you know i'm i'm losing my fucking mind and even even that i'm just like my one comment was like oh boy they're about to focus on the bill so anyway so he's dead um and that was a fucking nightmare and I guess now you can sort of understand why I haven't really been in a, in a state to uh, make any podcast episodes. And I guess more so to have co-hosts out because I guess I, I, I didn't feel funny. Like for, you know, one of the few times in my life, life I just didn't feel like I could kind of get myself out of this rut of, of you know, sadness that I was able to just, you know push that aside and 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 be entertaining for you guys and i want to be entertaining for you guys and i know that was a kind of a big story and kind of a depressing story to tell and not really in the theme of what this podcast is but i kind of i needed to i needed to get that out and i've probably missed heaps of details i hope that made some sense but uh you know in summary boy that was shit um so anyway, uh, I will definitely be having co-hosts back soon, and hopefully we can get into a nice rhythm of this show, back to how it was before. It's probably not going to be weekly, and it wasn't for for a little while before any of this shit went down, just because it's just, it's it's really like a lot of work to have a weekly show, and we did a weekly show for over two years. I've done my time. Like once we hit a hundred. I think it's okay for us to like slow down the pace a bit, right? Um, so anyway, so with uh, the big thing after that happened was like, you know, there's all this shit around the house and you, th- you know, the first point of order is like, all right, I guess we should throw out the scratching post and the bed. But then there's stuff like we had all these bags of kitty litter and all this food. And so I put an ad on Gumtree for, um, this was just last week, for... Uh, six bags of kitty litter and it was like free free come and take it but you got to take them all don't be don't be cherry picking here you got to take them all i don't want any of this shit i only want to deal with one person now pretty much the moment that i clicked submit to put that ad on gumtree i get a call from some guy and he's like hey man can i like come pick up this kitty litter and i go yep all right i'm home right now come on come get it and he's like yeah man all right so i i text him the address and then I'm getting, I get like 20 calls and all these emails from people being like, 
hey, is that, uh, is that kitty litter still available? And I'm like, hey, I got a guy coming. I don't know if he's going to show up, which is a huge problem that I'm always having to deal with every time I put something on Gumtree. And especially you don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal with people doing no-shows, dicking around, you know, making your weight and stuff um, when you're giving something out for free. And even with this, I'm like, look, I'm home now. You know, I'll watch a movie or something. But even the whole time, I'm like looking at the time. I'm like, ah, oh, was that a noise? Can't enjoy myself. And all I'm doing is just giving some stoner guy some free kitty litter. So, anyway, he he ends up he shows up and and and, uh, and I, I go all right cool hey I go also I've got these uh, I've got all this cat food do you want this cat food you can have that for free and he's like oh yeah yeah sure so I go all right I'll help you bring all this to your to your car so I go out and he's got his uh, Scooby Doo van out there and um, and then I, I help him and put it all in and then he just turns away from me no thanks nothing I'm like all right well see ya. And I just walk back inside and I was pissed. I was pissed off. I wanted, I wanted to go back out there and just like snatch it from him and be like, no manners, no fucking kitty litter. If somebody gave me shit for free, I'd be like, thanks so much. Thanks. That's awesome. You're really helping me out here. You know, you saved me a bit of money, but yeah. So, so anyway, I'd li- at least that stuff's gone now. Uh, probably, I would, you know, I probably had like old ladies, old ladies sending me emails saying, oh, my little kittens need it. And my pension, oh, I just can't afford it. And I, this dickhead who can't even say thanks. Uh, I bet if I had charged him for it, I bet if I had just put like $10 on it or something, I would have gotten that thanks. I think there's a weird psychology in that. All right, so what else has been happening? Um, so I, <laughs> so I, I've been getting coffee delivered, coffee beans. I've started grinding my own beans like an absolute wanker. And I've kind of become one of those like coffee a day guys, which I never thought I'd be. And if I don't have my coffee, I'm getting the shakes, I'm getting all moody and stuff. It's not great, but as long as I keep having my fix, that's fine. So I ordered these coffee beans and I had kind of timed it so they would arrive just as I was finishing the bag that I've already got. And so I get the, I'm like, yeah, look at me. I'm the master of this. I'm the fucking master. It's coming today. We're finishing the, the we're finishing the beans today. So we're going to have a fresh new pack tomorrow. This is going to be the best. And, and, and then I get the notification on my phone, like, um, your parcel has been delivered. I'm like, oh, sweet. A little annoyed that they didn't knock on my door. They've just done the dump and run run. So I go outside, no package. I look all around. It says on it left in a safe place. Well, clearly not. Clearly it wasn't left in a safe place. So I look all around the building and I'm freaking out. I'm like, motherfucker. So I call up Australia Post and I say, oh no, there's a thing online actually. You look and then it'll show you the guy's taken a photo of where he left the package. And it 100% wasn't my doorstep because it had like a, a, a mat saying, you know, welcome. I would never welcome people. That's not me. That could never be my house. So I call up Australia Post and I say, hey, look, you guys stuffed me up here. He's delivered it to the wrong address. You know, you got to get it. He's got to go, go go back and get it. And they're like, oh, well, we can lodge a complaint and then it'll take up to five days for, to get a response. And I go, no, 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 like, like I don't want to lodge a complaint. I just want your guy to go to where he's dropped it off and bring it back to me. And they're like, yeah, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, just call him. Call the dude. Like, seriously, like, this has just happened now. Where's your guy? And they go, well, what's going to happen is we'll lodge the complaint. And then within five days, they'll call him and they'll find out what happened. 
And I go, I know what happened. He's taken it to the wrong place. But the problem is that right now it's at someone else's door. And the moment they get home, they're going to be like, ooh, free package. And they're going to have my delicious coffee. Meanwhile, I'm at home getting the shakes and getting all shitty about not having my fucking coffee. I timed this perfectly, lady. She didn't care. She didn't care. So she's like, no, well, you know, they've got to investigate and then... If it wasn't your house that it was delivered to, we will reimburse you. And I go, all right, just so we're clear, like, it definitely wasn't. There's no if on that one. Like, I know what my house looks like. I know what my doorstep, I've got the photo here. That's not my doorstep. So just so we're clear, there's no if it was at the wrong house. It is at the wrong house. And she just goes dead silent. I'm like, all right, so what now? And she just repeats herself. I'm like, all right, fine. I hang up and I'm like, motherfucking, I'm losing it. And Naomi's like, it's not the end of the world. And I'm like, it is the end of the world. It is the end of the world. So then I'm like, well, what do I, what do, I do now? I like, and so I order some more coffee because I know that this shit's going to be lost, right? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, but now the coffee math is all, all off. Like, I, you know, we're just finishing this bag. I'm not going to have coffee for like days until this, this new order arrives. And let, let's face it, he's going to deliver it to the wrong address anyway. And then I, 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 I'm sitting there and my day's ruined and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go on a hunt. I'm going to go and, and I'm going to go around the neighborhood and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if it's here. So I go to the building next door and then I climb the stairs and then sure enough, there's the box right there. And that's always awkward doing that as well. Going onto somebody else's property and taking a package. I've had to do it a couple of times. And you really like, if somebody came up and said like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Even though it is my package, it's really hard to explain yourself and be like, oh, well, like it was delivered. Because you are technically trespassing. Thankfully, no one did that. Might be security footage and it might be on YouTube or something of, you know, somebody stealing a package. But it was mine, goddammit, it was mine. So anyway, so I was like, all right, I've got my... Oh, I felt I felt just warm inside. I come back and I'm like, ah, oh, I've got my coffee. All is good in the world. And fuck that guy. I hope he gets fired. But then I've also ordered all his other coffees, and now I've got way too much coffee. So anyway, I, I decide I'm not gonna I'm not gonna update Australia Post on this one. I'm gonna leave it. That's it. You know, I'll let them to let let them to deal with it and still sort it out because they're probably not gonna do anything anyway. The next day, there's a knock at the door, and it's this meek little Australia Post delivery guy. And he's like, oh, hi, I'm here because of the missing package. Now, I would have loved to have just said, yep, what you gonna do about it? Uh, but the problem was that the empty box was right next to the door and he like looked down at it and he knew straight away, he knew that I'd gotten the package and I go, oh, look, I went on a hunt. You know, I went all around the neighborhood. Oh boy, you know, I had to, oh, look at my, my shoes, they're all worn out. I've, I've gone door to door knocking, being like, does anyone have my package? And then finally I found it next door. If only I had gone on that side of the road. And I go, you know, I had to go up there. I had to trespass, man. I had to trespass because of you. But it's all good. I've got it. And he goes, oh, yeah, because I, I just went there and they said they didn't have it. I go, okay. So what was this guy's plan? Because he's gone there to try and retrieve the package. And then he's come to me, tail between his legs. And had I have 
either not gotten the package or lied and said I didn't get the package. What was his game plan to just be like, yeah, uh, sorry about that. Um, uh, yeah, that's, this is awkward. Um, and, you know, as much as you want to rip into somebody, like, especially someone like him who seemed like a very humble little man. He had a little turban on. It was very adorable. I, I couldn't have ripped into him. I very rarely ri rip into people as much as I'm always fantasizing about it. Especially people who are just trying to do their job. But what the fuck would he be done? <laughs> like, I, anyway, so then I close the door. I'm like, ah, that was the dude. That was the dude. Holy shit. Oh, he's at the door. And then... As I'm talking about him, there's another knock at the door. He's come back with a new package. He's like, oh, yes, sign here. Why didn't he bring the package? Like, that could have been the, just the good thing. Like, oh, hey, I've got a new package for you. By the way, um, yeah, just... he's. If I had yelled at him, that would have been... It was already an awkward situation for him to come back because he was probably overhearing me saying a whole bunch of shit about him. But if I had yelled at him and then he goes back out to the van and is like, oh, oh, no, I've got another package to deliver to them. Ah, fuck, what do I do? Honestly, if I was him, I would, that, that would be the one I would just throw in the fucking bin. I would quit my job. I wouldn't come back. That would be it for me. Woo. So then the other day I had another package. Seems like I'm getting a lot of packages, but I do. So I was getting another package and um, on it, it's on the tracking, it said signature, must have signature, and you cannot you cannot set this to leave at door or whatever. I'm like, ha. Ah. So it ruined my day. I know I've just got to sit here because I don't want them to take it to the post office. And then I've got to get in that big weird COVID queue where everyone's all queued down the road. And uh, yeah, so I'm, so I'm sitting at home, I'm on edge. Cancel, canceled any work. I'm like, I've, I've got to, I've got to wait for a package, and uh, and I keep checking the tracking, and then there's this tiny little fairy tap of a knock, just even less than that, if you heard that. Then, then I open the door, and it's the same guy, but he's halfway out, so he's done the dump and run on a package that specifically stated. Must have signature. Now, which I am happy if they do, if they leave it without me having to do the signature. But after everything he and I have just been through, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do that? Anyway, I love that guy. Love him. Always uh, reliable with the packages, except for that one time and then that other time. And I've, those are the only times I've ever actually dealt with him. Uh, all right, what else have I got? All right, I got got just just a small one before I wrap the episode up. Uh, we were out at a cafe recently. Um, we we're just getting sitting doing some sit down coffees, and they had a really nice COVID plan in there. All the tables were split apart and stuff. As we're sitting there, this guy comes up and says, "You don't mind if I sit here, do you?" And points at the chair on our table. There was two of us four-person table, and I pause, because I've not dealt with this sort of shit in a while, you always kind of freak out, you don't know how to do it, like, if, do I say no? Naomi says, like, uh, sure, go for it, and he sits down, and, and my first thought is, like, fuck you, Naomi, how could you do this to me? And then I, I, I just, like, all right, this is awkward now, but the guy is leaning 
in to the table next to us and talking to them. It looked like they were like his friends. So there's three people on that table and one of the cockheads has his bag on a chair. Move the bag, have this guy sit there, not at our fucking table, and I couldn't enjoy my coffee. I'm just like, oh God, I need to get out of here. I'm trying to avoid eye contact with the guy and trying not to look at him because he's just encroaching on our table and I'm like drinking. I, I just suck down the coffee and I'm like, uh, we need to get the fuck out of here. I can't, I can't do this. And Look, I'm not, I'm not all, I'm not all COVID safe. I'm, I don't give a shit about the whole social distancing and stuff. But I do think it's not really a good time to just plant yourself down at somebody else's table. Um, so after that, I, I, I go, ah, ah, that was like, that was really uncomfortable for me. I, I wasn't happy about that. And Naomi goes, yeah, like when he said that, my first thought was that he just wanted the chair. And that's why I said yes. And then when he sat down, all hell broke loose. And I go, yeah, okay, that's understandable. Uh, he did say, can I sit here though? So, I mean, if they say, can I have this ch chair? Would mean they're taking this chair. If Can I have this seat? Means they're probably going to sit. But then if they sit, when they say, can I have this chair? You're, you have every right to yell at them and say, get off my table. But like, what do you do in that situation? Because... It's very awkward to just say, no, no, you can't sit there. But the, it's the better option. It's the better option because it's the only way I can actually enjoy myself and not feel like I'm getting muscled out by some stranger. <sighs> well, there you have it. Anyway, uh, hey, look at, look at me go. I've managed to do this episode. I'm pretty happy. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, with a co-host, preferably. If you want to get in contact, we're on Twitter at Dead to Me Podcast, also on Facebook and Instagram as your Dead to Me Podcast. I would uh, say the email address as I used to, but I honestly haven't even checked that in a long time. Not that there was ever much of interest in there anyway. So, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, one of those. All right, it's been real. Bye. Mm -hmm.